everybody. Welcome to a brand new week, whether you like it or not. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are on Monday, the 26th day of... What's April? April? April. Wow, I was going to say February. What why happened? the hell would you do? Would you go through a wormhole? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know why February popped into my head. It clearly is not. It very much is April. No, it's... It's almost the end of April. And uh, hopefully you had a decent weekend, Big J. Would yours qualify as that? Yeah, yeah, man. Saturday was uh, real interesting and cool. I was going to ask, uh, how was the turnout? Was it a nice little yeah. uh, get-together? Yeah, it was real good, um, and it was really emotional, and it was just uh, it was great to, you know, for whatever, you know, seeing bands play live again, Question Authority, those guys were great. Considering they didn't do a lot of practice, they none of the bands were able to practice a lot. Sure, because uh, but uh, it, so there was a great energy there, obviously, and um, it was it was really cool to be able to see that uh, go down. Nice, nice. Without a hitch, you were able to pull it off. Yeah, like you knew what you were doing. It's my my homework. I love it. I love that big J. And so uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, of course, we also had a chance to uh, enjoy some hopefully downtime, some beautiful rainy weather over the weekend as well to kind of suck down any outdoor plans that maybe you might have had. But the cool down before the heat up. Exactly. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a weird week, man. Like I was looking at the weather and like some of it's going to like Wednesday, it's going to be like 83 degrees. And then Friday, it's going to be a high of like 58. Oh, thank God. So it's going to be up and around. down roller coaster weekend kind of style a week, I should say. So. Uh, hopefully you've got a lot of stuff on your agenda. We certainly do today. We have to get somebody qualified for our trip for two to Aftershock Festival. That rolls on with Who Do You Do at 7.30. I have a... Yeah, you text me, man, and it wasn't long after Friday, Friday afternoon. You were like, I got man up covered. It was... I mean, it's just... It's the. It's everything that defines why I, I am a lost cause when it comes to that stuff. I mean, it's just... It actually should have been worse than what it was, and it was pretty bad. And so I'll get into details of the mess that was my Friday night with Man Up Monday. And, of course, uh, we'll talk Oscars uh, that happened yesterday. Did you happen to catch any of the broadcast? Uh, no, I didn't. I've seen clips Me that too. Corn, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. It's way different than most everybody else's live streams. Yes, yes. Uh, but you know they had they had people you know in the audience and all that kind of stuff. But I, I also didn't watch any of it. But I did see some clips and the I sound have, was amazing. <laughs> I have some some interesting takeaways from it, and we'll talk, of course, who won, all that kind of stuff over the course of the show today, along with we're going to hell and the usual stuff. Plus, we'll play some music. We'll kick things off with some Pearl Jam, alive here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Congratulations, everybody. It's important stuff time. And it's good to know that Disney World is going solar, Big J. Disney harnessing the power of the sun to give you all those dreams that you ever needed to make sure that you're riding all the rides that you need to ride and that you're doing everything you need to do. On the Disney Parks blog, it was revealed that two new arrays of solar panels are being installed at Disney World down in Florida. The arrays are being developed in partnership with local utility partners in Central Florida. When the project comes online, which is expected to happen within the next two years, it will work with previously installed solar panels to produce enough energy that is expected to supply Walt Disney World with about 40% of its annual power consumption. That's a lot. According to the blog post, all of Disney Park's solar portfolio across the world draws through energy uh, to power eight Magic Kingdoms. Because they have a lot of solar power stuff going on at all their parks across the world. So, there's that. Going nice. green a little bit over there at the uh, the Disney World. So uh, if you are a solar power person, you can give them a thumbs up, or you can scoff at disbelief, whatever you want. <laughs> disbelief, sure. There's a I lot. Can't of, believe it. I I know at least two people that whenever the world's word solar power are brought up, they just go. Bah. What really? Yes. Well, listen. That's I weird. know some dumb people. Uh, I'll it never. Works. Uh, yeah. Well, listen. I mean. It's the kind of people that, that have the argument, what do you do when it's cloudy? And it's like, listen, if you don't understand how solar power works and that's no. your argument, then I'm never going to talk you into it, ever. And you're never going to understand what it really is. Right. And so, have a good day, sir. Arizona Diamondbacks' Madison Baumgartner pitched a seven-inning no-hitter in the second game yeah. of the doubleheader. Yeah, we're calling it that. Against the Atlanta Braves yesterday. Uh, the 7-0 win by Major League Baseball is, is called an unofficial no-hitter, according to Major League Baseball. That's because, according to Major League Baseball rules, 
In courting, uh, for a no-hitter to be official, it has to be a game of nine or more innings. Uh, and, of course, Major League Baseball, by their own decree, switched to seven-inning doubleheaders during the pandemic last year and have kept it for this season, too, for some ungodly reason. I don't even know why. I mean, if you're pretending everything is normal, then why aren't we having two back-to-back games? What does the removal of two innings. innings going to change anything over the course of two games? It's crazy. But it was scheduled seven innings. Correct. There was a winner in the game. Correct. The game is so official. That's the a, final that's a, score is final. Listen, I want to congratulate uh, Baumgartner on his no-hitter. I agree totally. I mean, listen, it's not his fault the game is seven innings. It, it, he would have gone two more if they would have allowed him to go two more, but the game was done. And if the game is officially over by Major League Baseball standings, then it should be a no-hitter. It's stupid. Stupid. Somebody needs to adjust the settings on their gameplay. Uh, Bumgarner struck out seven. Only one Braves batter reached base. A shortstop throwing error in the second inning. So way to go, shortstop. Ruin everything. Either way, uh, congratulations. By the way, uh, the uh, the first game in that doubleheader, the Diamondbacks won five to nothing, and Zach Gellin threw a one hitter. So for the Ooh. double hitter against the Braves, they scored exactly zero runs and got one hit, which is a record for uh, basically terrible batting in a doubleheader by any major. They've never one uh, major league baseball team has never collected just one hit in a doubleheader ever until yesterday with the Braves doing it. So it was a rough Sunday for the Braves. I'll put it that way. Uh, Oakland A's winning streak ended at 13 games on Sunday. They lost the Orioles 8-1. It was the A's third longest winning streak since moving to Oakland back in 1968 and the longest in the MLB since the uh, Indians won 22 straight back in 2017. Mortal Kombat ended up being the number one movie at the weekend. Probably surprising nobody. Raked in $22.5 million. Uh, Demon Slayer made $19.5 million over the weekend. This was the biggest box office weekend since mid-March. That is when COVID started shutting down theaters. So you had a pretty good number one and pretty good number two uh, at the box office. And again, pretty impressive considering both Mortal Kombat and Demon Slayer were also... I mean, Mortal Kombat was on HBO Max and Demon Slayer was available on demand as well. So you could have watched it at home or in theaters if you wanted to. And both of these movies make it pretty good money at the box office as well. Godzilla vs. Kong, $4.2 million. No, Nobody came in at number four. Ryan the Last Dragon came in at number five. And uh, the morning after the movies podcast, we'll tackle Mortal Kombat uh, this week. So you'll be able to look forward to that and see what we thought about it. Uh, that's all part of the fun that we have planned when we're not doing the radio show. Man Up Mondays on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Listen, man, I, I am a lost cause. And, and and it's just, it's it's so, so sad when things go so wrong for me on things that are so easy to do. So uh, the story starts three weeks ago because it starts with a win. And it, it really is, but it plays a big part in the story. So long story short, I have uh, cabinets in my kitchen, as most people do. And one of the knobs uh, became stripped on one of the cabinets. And so, you know what? Easy fix, I thought to myself. Here's what I'll do. I'll super glue the, uh, the actual knob back onto the screw because it's stripped. And that will fix everything. And I buy some super glue three weeks ago. I put it into the actual knob. I put it on the cabinet. And it works fantastic. Hooray. Game over, right? Fast yeah. forward to Friday night. I pick up my kids. So it's me and the boys at, at the house. And, uh, and Cash enjoys jumping on the bed from time to time. I have a brand new bed in my room and a brand new headboard as well. And uh, he's jumping on the bed, having a good old time. And one of the little studs that's on the, the headboard comes off. And it's actually like a tack. It's like tacked in there. And I try to put it in and it's not, it's not taking, you know what I mean, into the actual hole that it was made for it. So I'm like, oh, you know what? I've got super glue, man. I'll just throw some super glue on this thing and put it right back on the headboard. Super easy fix. And yeah. that way my kid doesn't accidentally jump on a tack. You know what I mean? And so yeah. uh, I, I grab the super glue from the junk drawer and I go into my room and I, I have put it away the proper way. You know, I have it sealed up the little little pins in the top of the super glue so it doesn't dry out, et cetera, et cetera. And so I uh, take the tack out. I put it on my, uh, on my nightstand and I start to squeeze the glue and nothing comes out. So I'm like, oh, you know what? It's been three weeks. Maybe I have to make sure that that hole is punctured correctly. You know what I mean? So I... Uh, I then I hold the the, ta- the stud in my hand and I'm grabbing the super glue and I poked it around a little bit so I'm pretty confident that it's going to actually uh, do the job this time. So I just want to squeeze a little bit on that little hole so that I can put it into the the headboard. And what happens, Big J? As I squeeze the super glue, this whole thing explodes. Oh, no. And I mean, like, I mean, I'm not squeezing it super hard, but I'm squeezing it enough. I'm like, I just want to get a little bit, just a little bit. And I mean, it goes all over my left hand 
all over, like I have never had, and, and on top of that, the glue drips all over the thing, it gets on my headboard, there's some like on the actual like sheets in my, in my bed, I mean it's a disaster, and I don't know if you've ever like even spilled a little bit of glue, of super glue on your hand, but now it has covered my entire thumb, my index finger, and my middle finger, I am caked in super glue, and it's, 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 it's seizing up immediately, right? And yeah, so it's I have super glue. I have the now punctured super glue in my right hand that is dripping all over. I have my left hand caked in super glue. I have this stud that was also attacked, also covered in super glue. And so I try to push it in there real quick because I'm like, I got to get it in. And my hands are covered in super glue. So now the super glue's all over the headboard and the actual tack that it's supposed to be. And my hand is seizing up, right? Because I've got super glue all over it. And so I've got, you know, two small children and me. And I've got child safety locks on the bathroom so I can't get in there. So I'm like, Jackson, please help me open up the bathroom door so I can figure out how I'm going to get this super glue off my hand. And so by the time, you know, Jackson stops playing his Kindle to help me out, it's taken a good 30 to 40 seconds and my hand is now completely stiff. And I'm like... I've never been in this situation before. Am I, how do I get this much super glue off my hand? And so I obviously do what anybody would do in this situation, which is a Google search. And, uh, and basically they're like, listen, it's not toxic, you're okay, but the only way to do this is to basically soak your hand into scalding hot water and then hopefully scrape off the super glue. And so I have got so much glue caked on my hand. I have to soak, I'm literally, it's scalding hot water, and it's on both hands, by the way. I have to soak my hands in water for almost 45 minutes before anything loosens up, and then, like, you know, I don't have any fingernails so it's not coming off i have to literally take a pair of scissors and scrape hard off not only the super glue but also very clearly from the way my hands have felt the last three days several layers of skin as well and so i'm just taking these scissors and scraping off this glue off my hand and my headboard looks ridiculous my hands are completely raw like meat because i've had to scrape them with scissors and uh, on top of that it just was a complete mess all because I tried to DIY a freaking stud from my headboard onto my own stud. It's just like, it's it's incredible the situations I find myself. I'm a lost cause. That's nuts. That, it sounds like it was a, a, a super glue tube failure, I'm, not your failure. I'm sure it's one of those deals where I didn't do that right, which has caused the failure. That had to be something. Like, I didn't puncture the hole correctly, or I didn't put it away the right way, which caused it to seize up more than it should have. I'm sure there was an error made in my particular case. But, like, my thumb feels like it wants to fall off because I had to scrape it so damn hard with scissors to get it off. And I still see some super glue on part of my hands, but for the most part... It's pretty much gone. Uh, you know, did you start screaming? I would have started screaming. Well, ah! I was freaked out because I'm like, listen, man, I got two kids here. I got, I can't run to the hospital or do whatever I need to do to get it. I can't even run to Walgreens. You know what I mean? Because I can't drive. I've got super glue all in my hands. Listen, this is also a family friendly friendly program, but I mean, the idea of you spraying. <laughs> Super glue over Listen, your headboard man. is hilarious. Uh, like the, I'll take a, like the, the headboard actually doesn't look so bad. Now the stud, like the mm. thing that I was trying to put in, is got glue all over it because I put it in with my glue covered hand, and so like you can clearly tell just from the eyeball test which one I tried to fix. Uh, on my brand new headboard, so that's an issue. I had to throw away the sheets because there was super glue all over the sheets. And then, you know, it's just one of those deals where it's like, man, what a, what a catastrophe from a $2, you know, tube of super glue that I can pull off. And then not only that, but, you know, suck up an hour and a half of my time trying to scrape off super glue from my hand with uh, a pair of scissors that I also had to throw away because they were covered in glue when they were all done. Super glue is no joke, man. It, it isn't. It isn't. And so uh, it has a new enemy as well, and that is me. And so, uh, again, this is what happens when I try to do something that is fairly simple all by myself. It's just it's just sad. And these are why this, these are reasons why I don't do things like that, period, at the end. Uh, but that was how my Friday night was spent, and my hands are still feeling the, uh, the results of that particular biff, which it probably will for a week. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your man up Monday. Not proud. Morning After with Nick and Big J.
this isn't the definition of America, I don't know what is. But according to a new poll, tell you what, man, one of the things that Americans can't get, can't wait to get back to is some sort of normalcy. Getting out and hanging out with a bunch of people again, man. Yeah. Uh, that is, of course, until they actually do it. And then it gives them anxiety. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was feeling that Saturday night. Right? Yeah. I imagine, right? I mean, it's one of those deals where it's crazy, where you you, you feel in your head like, man, it's going to be so great until I'm hanging out with a bunch of people again. And then you're doing it and you're like, ugh. I, I mean... <laughs> Is this is this what I was looking for? Where have you been? I don't know where you've been. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with you. Uh, are you okay? Either way, Americans aren't too happy about being in crowds these days, and not surprisingly, we can blame the pandemic of that. The a new survey of twenty thousand people found that just under two thirds, about sixty five percent of us, say, "You know what? I don't think I want to tolerate crowds anymore." And uh, standing in line is not something I ever want to do again. Especially at the airport. The one poll survey for the uh, co- the uh, company a live person found that 61% say they get annoyed easier now than ever before. And that's a big reason why crowds and lines piss them off. Respondents said simple tasks are a struggle now because, you know what, it's just one of those deals where it used to be normal, but now it's not. And so it is uh, It is an interesting poll, the fact that we, we can't wait to get back to the crowds, but when we're there, it's just one of those deals where you just, you get that cringe. So get used to it. it, it you're not, you're the only one, if that's the case. You're not by yourself, Big J. Probably a lot of people had that feeling on Saturday night. Pretty big news in the world of women's college basketball. Kim Mulkey is leaving Baylor for LSU in her native Louisiana. The school announced on Sunday the 58-year-old won three national championships with Baylor in her 21 years as head coach. She was the fastest coach in Division I history, reached 600 wins. She just got elected into the National Basketball Hall of Fame back in 2020, and now she's leaving a school that she helped build and a program that she helped build into a school that she went to and is home to. So that's uh, a pretty big transition for women's college basketball. We'll see what she does at LSU. Last night were the Oscars, Big J, and No Man Land was the big winner. It won Best Picture last night. Uh, it won Best Director for Chloe Zhao, and it also won Best Actress for Frances McDormand. So that's a pretty big sweep for a movie that you can watch on Hulu right now if you want to. I actually watched it, and I'll tell you what. Uh, it was okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, it was a beautifully directed film, and it's a, it, it, and Chloe Zhao deserves all the credit for that. I feel like she uh, rightfully won Best Director because it's one of those stories that kind of weaves a documentary into a narrative film, if that makes sense. Like, Nomadland is a story of real people that actually kind of just live out of RVs and don't have an actual permanent residence. That's the real story, and there are real people that do that in the movie. And then Frances McDormand kind of plays, she's called Fran in the movie, so she almost plays herself, uh, kind of immersing herself into this culture after her husband passes away. And she decides, hey, this is something that I want to do. And so it's the story of her kind of making that transition from having a home and a place that she called home to not and kind of roaming around and going where the the work takes her and that kind of a thing. So it's an interesting story. I wouldn't call it an amazing movie, but uh, I, I don't know if it's one that we'll look back on and go, man, that's a reason why it should win Best Picture. But listen, man, it was a weird year for movies. So what can you do? Yeah. Uh, congratulations to Frances McDormand, who picked up her third acting Oscar, and deservedly so. I mean, she's an incredible actress. And uh, and then did a weird wolf howl at the end of her acceptance speech. But uh, listen, yeah, I guess you can do whatever you want when you want to ask her, right? Right. That's up to you. Uh, the best actor, that was the weird thing of the night. I mean, uh, for the first time since 1971, the Oscars decided that they weren't going to close out the show with the Best Picture Oscar, that they were going to close it out with Best Actor, which basically had everybody thinking, oh, this is a great way for them to pay tribute to Chadwick Boseman, you know, the person that pretty much everybody thought was going to win the Best Actor Oscar, and, uh, and kind of pay tribute to him and have his, his widow give this acceptance speech and all this stuff, and what an emotional and amazing way to close out the night, and then Chadwick Boseman didn't win. Anthony Hopkins won for The Father, which I'm sure is a great performance i didn't see but also he wasn't even there <laughs> and so because everybody thought chadwick Bosman was gonna also he's 83 and probably wanted to just chill at home uh he was asleep yeah exactly <laughs> he I mean, was, was he's asleep he's, he's, an, he's an, uh, you know an elderly person that's the way this thing worked and so uh it is it, it was weird because the show just like ended 
because there was nobody there to accept the award. It didn't happen the way they thought it was going to happen. And so the show just kind of ended. And so that's how it was. So not a great kind of performance for them. But what are you going to do, I suppose? Other than that, congratulations to Daniel Kaluuya for winning Best Supporting Actor for Judas and the Black Messiah. Congratulations to Yu Jung-yoon for winning uh, Best Supporting Actress for Minari. And, uh, you know, we already talked about the uh, the best adapted, or excuse me, the best international feature film, which was another round. Uh, that one, that film is also on Hulu if you want to watch. Uh, Promising Young Woman won Best Original Screenplay. Adapted Screenplay was The Father, again. And so uh, My Octopus Teacher won Best Documentary Feature. That's my big, big issue with it, I suppose. Uh, I watched a lot of the documentary that were nominated, and that one was the least impactful to me. Uh, but either way, it is the Oscar winner, that's for sure. It's a beautiful movie. I just didn't know if it had a lot of substance. And then, Big J, I don't know if you saw the other moments that everybody's talking about. I One was haven't looked at anything. Glenn Close shaking her butt and dancing to the butt. That was a uh, pretty big deal. And then the other one was Harrison Ford. And if you get a chance, you should watch the Harrison Ford giving the nominations for best editing in a motion picture. Because, number one, it's actually very funny. But... It also made me very worried about Indiana Jones 5. I'll put it that way. Like, I mean, you can't look at Harrison Ford now and go, oh, no, how are they going to make Indiana Jones 5? But they're making it. So I wish everybody the best of luck when it comes to that. It looked like they were going to need it. Either way, uh, it was another Oscars performance, a lot of surprises, a lot of upsets, and a lot of expectations that were met, like Nomadland winning uh, Best Director and Best Picture. But I think Best Actress and Best Actor both were a little bit of upsets in the course of the production. Morning After with Nick and Big J, there's your important stuff. Yeah, get to the top of the turkeys. From 100.3, the X rocks. It is time for you to bust out your celebrity impression. It will get you qualified for the Aftershock Music Festival, October 7th through the 10th in Sacramento, California, if that's any consolation. We are asking for you to bust out your impression, Big J, and I would like to guess who the impression is. Uh, we have a little bit of fun with this, but it doesn't matter how good or bad the impression is. That's not about, you know, it's not what this whole contest is about. It's about the journey, Big J. Yeah. Take us on a journey. Set up a story. Give us something we can yeah. really sink what, our teeth into. What's the motivation into. of your impression? And uh, if you can bust one of those out, you actually get qualified for the trip we're going to give away next month, which is going to be awesome. We got your tickets included to the Sold Out Festival all four days, by the way. We've got your lodging taken care of for all four days, by the way. We got your airfare taken care of, so you don't have to worry about getting there. Uh, it's all part of the fun. You just have to go and have a good time come October, which is a good Big J six months away. So, if you want to get in on the action, 208-287-1003. Let's see if we can't get ourselves a decent impression. Let's go to the phones and get that going. Good morning, the X. Hello. Hello. What's up, man? What's your name? My name's Austin. All right, Austin. Don't tell us who you're doing. Just bust out your celebrity impression. Jay and I are going to try to give it the old uh, college try. Okay. Mike, where'd you put the salami scoop? Hey, that's wow. pretty good, man. Dude. <laughs> yeah, Shaggy. That is pretty man, good. Man, that was really good. Yeah, well done. Yeah, Have you always so... been able to pull off the Shaggy impression, or...? I think, yep, uh, pound of weed in my system, and I got it down. <laughs> I mean, it's your method. Your method I, impressionist. Very true. I mean, it is true to the character of Shaggy, so we certainly can't uh, criticize you there. Well done, Austin. Hang on one second, brother. Man. We'll hook you up with that qualification for uh, the fun that is the Aftershock Festival. That's a very good one, man. Bars yeah, uh, you know, put in uh, put in meme of Joe Rogan at the uh, the UFC 264 right there. there that looks a look on our face. Uh, make sure you check out uh, Jason Drew at 1230 today. Adam at 530 for your next chance to qualify. We are doing this all week long as well here on the morning after at 732. We're going to hell next on the X-Rock. <laughs> Man, we're going to hell. What the hell is this? The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Headed to Serbia for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J. Serbia? Yeah. Question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you believe in karma? Yes. Uh, how far do you believe karma should go? I e All the way. Okay, so you believe that karma in some cases can be a death sentence? Yes. All right. Then you are going to love this story, BJ. Yeah. 
as it, it the details are sketchy because the Serbian newspaper that I got this from, uh, <laughs> yeah, does not translate well into English, Big G. I'll put it that way. But here's what I gather from it. Uh, there was a situation where a gentleman was having sexual relations with another man's wife. Not cool, right? Not cool, man. And so apparently while this was going on, mid-action, Big J, through an open window, there was an altercation down the street. Somebody fired a weapon. Uh, This weapon struck the gentleman in his backyard. Basically, he was shot in the ass while he was having relations with some other man's wife, right? Yeah, wow. Bad luck, bad. No, that's karma. Karma, if you will. Uh, and, then, and then it just takes a, a left turn into stupidity because the dude, because, you know, he was supposed to be at work, obviously he wasn't supposed to be banging some other guy's wife as well. Uh, he decided, you know what? Just a flesh wound. I'll be all right. It's merely a flesh wound. But any gunshot that goes untreated has a chance to get infected, Big J. And that's exactly what happened here. Dude died from an infection because he didn't get his, the gunshot and his ass taken care of. After banging somebody else's wife. Yeah, that's uh, that's unfortunate. Now, so you can wrap karma and then stupidity together. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know if maybe if, you know, the uh, the extramarital affair deserves death. Karma. Well, that being said, had he gotten are... it taken care of, he would not have died. Yes, yes. The jig would have been up. Yeah. But he wouldn't be dead. He would have to admit to banging somebody else's wife and not being at work. So it would cause his life complications. Sure. But is that worse than being dead? Question mark? Because it depends on the situation. But I often would say to that question, no, it is not. And you take your lumps and you go to the hospital and get the gunshot uh, taken care of so that you don't die of an ass infection. Uh, Because that doesn't sound fun either, if we're being perfectly honest. Uh, And then also, how do you live? Do you know what I mean? Like, you take for granted sometimes how much your butt does. Sitting down, going to the bathroom, being comfortable, laying down. Yeah, it was a really poor decision on this yeah, guy's part. Yeah, I mean, and and his lover. Also true. I mean, granted, she probably didn't want to say anything either. I get, I get it. You both did something awful, but you know, something awful also happened in the middle of that, and therefore you may want to realize that there are other consequences besides just. And you know, whoever was down the street has committed manslaughter. Also true. Yes. Uh, it's not surprising to find out they didn't find the person that fired the weapon. Uh, also, just dumb luck that it happened to be through an open window, I suppose, right? Also, close your window if you're having an affair. <laughs> I mean, seems like yeah, standard operating procedure. I mean, at least it might have gone, you know, might have just missed the butt. A little bit of privacy would be a good idea. Either way, uh, it wasn't a good idea and it didn't play out well. So a reminder that uh, karma comes for all of us. Sometimes it just takes a little while to get there. In this case, the gunshot might have been the karma, but the death came a couple of days later because he didn't go to the hospital to get taken care of. Do that, please. <laughs> if you get shot anywhere, go to the hospital. Or Big J, your local mob doctor. One yeah. or two. Oh, yeah. If there's an Artemis hotel around. <laughs> These are other options as well. Uh, we've got a playing God scenario. Whatever whatever comes to pass. Yeah, you got a friend who thought about going into medical school. Right. You know a vet that maybe uh, you could call it in favor with? These are things that you have options on the table. Ask the pharmacist. <laughs> yeah, all of these are, are movie tropes that you can do if you want. But the point is you don't have to die. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. The pandemic brought a lot of people home. A lot more people than you think. A new Pew Research Center analysis reveals that by July 2020, 52% of those people aged 18 to 29, or about 26.6 million adults, were living with their parents at some point. That is the highest number since the Great Depression, in case you're curious, Big J. Wow. 39-year-old woman who left her uh, Manhattan apartment during the pandemic to move back in with her family in Queens says, I originally thought I'd only be staying for a couple of weeks, but then COVID got out of control and I just stayed. She still had Titanic posters hanging up in her bedroom and everything back in the day. Others say when they moved back home, they updated every single aspect of their childhood bedrooms, making them a little bit more modern, a little bit more decorated, a little bit more like home, Big J. Ah, home. 
Geraldine Inalo, the founder of Handy Women, says there are some easy ways to update your childhood bedroom if you find yourself living at home with your parents. Big J, would you like some tips? Yes. Organize your bookshelf and get rid of anything you don't want. Get yourself a proper desk, Big J, some workspace, you understand? Yeah. And take down those old posters, Big J. It's just embarrassing. And then you might want to invest in a sander so you can sand and stain your furniture to give it a little bit of fresh life and match your new color scheme that you've decided to paint your childhood bedroom. Listen, if we have reached a point where we have specialists that teach you how to make your bedroom and your parents' house look better, we got real problems, everybody. Don't touch my bedroom! (laughs) I mean real problems. Which is the real problem? That we need the specialist for the bedroom or that the bedroom for the kids still exists? I think the real problem is that we have committed ourselves to living as a 28-year-old with our parents so much that we feel the need to update our childhood bedroom. That's an issue. Yeah, that that uh, that is an issue. But it's a weird world out there right now. Nope, you're not wrong. Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher Madison Baumgartner got the raw deal yesterday. Pitched a no-hitter, seven innings. And then the game was called because that's how long the game was supposed to be. But Major League Baseball spits in his face and says, sorry, that's not a real no-hitter, bro. You have to go nine innings to get a real no-hitter. This is an unofficial no-hitter. And Madison's like, listen, man, I just pitched as many innings as you told me the game was. It ain't my rule that the game is only seven innings. Give me my no-hitter. Actually, I don't even know if he's put up a fight, to be honest. Nah. I don't know if he's causing a stink or not. If it were me, I'd be like, put me in the record books, bro, right now. That's the way this is going. It's not my fault that you shorten the games to seven innings for no reason, really. I mean, if everything is back to normal with baseball, travel, home games, audiences, etc., and you, the only thing that you changed is the length of a doubleheader, then that means you have officially made that a rule, and therefore that should count as a real no-hitter. But whatever. Either way, 7-0 win for the Diamondbacks. Unofficial no-hitter for Madison Baumgartner. Uh, and by the way, in the first game of that... Uh, Doubleheader, Diamondbacks won five to nothing, and Zach Gallen threw a one hitter. So the Atlanta Braves had all of one hit. But over that really two games. wasn't a one hitter. Exactly, that's actually true. Unofficial one hitter. Yeah. Right. Excuse, right. excuse you, sir. My mistake. Uh, Oakland A's winning streak ended at 13 games on Sunday. They lost to the Baltimore Orioles eight to one. It was the A's third longest winning streak ever since moving to Oakland back in '68. Uh, it's been the longest winning streak in baseball since the Indians won 22 straight back in 2017. And Big J, one of your favorite people, getting the SNL hosting gig. Elon Musk is going to host Saturday Night Live for the first time with Miley Cyrus as a musical guest. Listen, I hope he just says something about Dogecoin. Get it going. Because <laughs> your investment's not going well, is that what you're telling me? Well, no, I, I, I mean, it's only a few bucks, but I mean, it could be, you know could be very profitable. I, I Listen, I don't watch Saturday Night Live, but this doesn't affect me very much. So whatever happens, if this happens, a lot of people tend to be upset about this stuff. My only thing is like, I mean, I don't know much about Elon Musk speaking. I, I haven't heard a whole lot from him. All I know about that is he once guested on a, on a spot on Rick and Morty. Yeah, if they can have a character, Elon Tusk, that would be great. But it was it, he wasn't very charismatic in that role. Uh, and that was just a voiceover thing. I, I shudder to think how he's going to do live on camera. Oh, was that really him? That was him. That oh, was okay. totally him. You can tell by how uh, stoic and weird and, and stilted well, the line actors they pay actors for. The dialogue so. was. But either way, yeah, that was really him. And so we'll see how that all comes together on Saturday Night Live. Uh, none of my concern, no. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is in the bag. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, here we're going to hook you up with some brand new music coming out uh, this Friday. Nick is a album from a band called Royal Blood. Pretty damn cool. It's called Typhoons. We'll get you that uh, code via email if you can beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. All the songs I've heard so far are fantastic. This album's going to be really, really good. And you have your chance to get your hands on it before anybody else if you would like. If you want to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Our phone number is 208. 208- 287-1003. You are going to have to defeat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown in order to pull this off. Let's see if you've got what it takes. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hi. Hey, man, what's up? What's your name? Ryan. Ryan, this ABC reality show has normal people bringing their inventions or market ideas to a group of billionaires with hopes that they will invest in their products. What reality show am I talking about? I'm pretty sure it's Shark Tank. Right. You are pretty correct. Big J. Eight movies were nominated for the Best Picture Academy Award last night. All you got to do is tell me three of them. Three of them? Yeah. 
Three of the eight. Oh, That's man. less than half. Uh, the father. Father. Right. Oh, man. Uh, no man's land. No man land. Right. And... I'm doing so well here. I really am. Uh, but I, I can't... I can't remember the other movie uh, that that I was familiar with. So... I don't, I don't got it, man. That's it, too? That's it. Wrong. Two of the eight. Uh, that's all it takes, Ryan. Congratulations. You are victorious. Hey, well, hang on one second. We'll have you grab your Royal Blood CD. Uh, Minari was also Right. Uh, the Trial of the Chicago 7. Right. Okay. The only yeah. one of the eight nominated that didn't win an award last night. Promising Young Woman. Right. Nominated. Sound of Metal. Right. Nominated. Judas and the Black Messiah. Right. Nominated. That's the one I was trying to remember the title. And Mank. Right. Nominated as well. Uh, all of those would have been acceptable answers. Well, None of them. I don't given. feel bad for not knowing that answer. Uh, morning After. It's too bad. The Sound of Metal is a really good movie. You'd probably like it. Yeah, I doubt it. Morning After with Nick. You do hate rock music. We right. are going to come back with some headlines. Hey, those are next on the X Rocks. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. You need a car loan do-over? Get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button. It's at GoTeamMazda.com. You know the one you hear about all the time on the X? You should check it out for yourself at the Team Mazda website, which again is GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Bad plan, bro. When will you learn and a bit much? Uh, when will you learn? Police in Kingston, New Hampshire, got a bunch of 911 calls on Tuesday of last week after terrified homeowners heard a loud explosion. They responded to a quarry where they found a family that said they had decided to hold a gender reveal party <sighs> with 80 pounds of tannerite explosive. That's sold over the counter for use at firearm practice, in case you're curious. The explosives were set off with blue chalk to announce a baby boy. The shockwaves from the blast were so strong that local doorbell cameras shook visibly and some residents complained that the foundations of their homes were damaged, Big J. Police Damn. say the family thought the quarry was the safest spot to blow up the material and they're believed to have permission from the quarry owners to be there. Police also say that the quarry had no idea they were going to blow up 80 pounds of tannerite in the process, but also the person responsible for purchasing and setting off the explosives then turned himself into police and is cooperating with the investigation police are going to file charges what they are we'll see the investigation is ongoing but again listen we are on a, a highway to the banning of gender reveal stupidity and it, it, we got nobody to blame but ourselves really the next battle on the uh, in, in the world of, of political talk Gender reveal parties banned. I mean, it's insane. Like, I mean, if your gender reveal party involves any kind of explosive, I'm almost positive they should take the kid away from you right away. <laughs> Man, now listen. Because at this point, you should know better. Hold on, let me defend these people a little bit, Fire okay? Away. They're in a rock quarry. Uh-huh. So they're not in their damn backyard. Right. So they've taken precautions. Uh-huh. They just got a little carried away with the amount of tannerite. Have they just used 10... Maybe even five pounds of it, it'd be fine. No, you're you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. But my point is, eighty pounds is bigger than I don't know. Uh, you, you get to a ten-year-old probably, and so you should know if you've been around tannerite enough, you know the kind of stuff that it does, and you should have an idea that eighty pounds is excessive no matter what. And so, you know, while, yes, good decisions were made, uh, if you're damaging the foundation of people's homes, your bad decision outweighs your good ones. And so it, it's at the point now where enough people are getting hurt, killed, Listen, and, and damages are being done that, you know, if you're thinking about hand holding a gender reveal party and it involves an explosive, you know by now that it's a dumb decision and you're doing it anyway. Listen, don't let Uncle, Uncle Billy Bob get the tanner right. Okay, because he's always going to get more than you need. Right. Nothing wrong with Tannerite. There's nothing wrong with using it for its correct purpose and having some fun. It's when you take that fun to the nth degree and you 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 enter into a level of stupidity that should not be seen. And that's the problem. And then on top of that, these people are going to be raising kids, which it should be an issue. Hopefully not that. let them play with the Tannerite. Correct. Bad plan, bro, or a bit much? A bit much. In the year 1999... Kara McBride or somebody with her video store card rented a VHS tape 
that went unreturned. This month, the 52-year-old Texan was horrified to return that the 20-year-old mistake has since ballooned into a felony. Per USA Today, McBride only recently learned of her fugitive status after attempting to change her name at the DMV following getting married. Something was holding up the process in Oklahoma, her former residence, she was told. She called to find out, guess what? You can't change your name because you have a warrant up for your arrest because you have a felony charge of theft for not returning a VHS cassette to a video store. A copy of the long-canceled kid series Sabrina the Teenage Witch was rented from Norman, Oklahoma in 1999 and never returned. So the charge? Felony embezzlement, Big J. Whoa. Uh, and they can't clear it up because guess what? That store no longer exists. So it's not like the store can drop the charges. So she's going to have to figure this out. And that's not cool. But then again, Big J, as somebody that used to work for a video store, hey, returning your tape's not cool. So think that's about that. That's true. Think about that. Not rewinding your tapes when you return them. Also not cool. And so, uh, obviously, she's been on the run unknowingly. Uh, it still seems a bit much uh, to be felony embezzlement charge for re- returning. You know, throw the... the th- well, you also remember back in the day of video stores, if you didn't return, how ridiculously expensive the tapes were? Yeah. Now, as somebody that used to manage a video store, I know exactly how much they were. And they were more expensive than you thought to bulk order, you know, new releases and things like that. And so, but, you know, there weren't $80 per video cassette, which I believe is what the charge was if you didn't return a video cassette in a, stu- you know, a serious amount of time. So well, it is was would have been the MSRP at the time if you tried <laughs> to buy that by yourself. Yeah, well, it depends because, I mean, there were new releases, you know, towards the end of video stores. New yes. releases came out and they were like 17 18 bucks or something like that. Kind of like the cost of a DVD these days. But back in the day when they first came out, like I remember ordering um, a bunch of uh, video cassettes for, um, oh, man, Powder. Remember that movie? Yeah. So uh, and they were 60 to 70 bucks a piece. And we ordered like 40 of them for the new release wall. And so it was an expensive endeavor. And if somebody, you know, especially a new release rented powder and didn't return it, that's where the problems would come because you only had a certain amount of copies. And so you wanted to, I guess, incentivize people to return the tapes by making the charges so ridiculous that they didn't even think about keeping them. You know what I mean? God, how much power Nick had. Oh, it was fun. Uh, I tell you what, I loved working at a video store. I loved it. Uh, it was fantastic. It always never seemed like work because I was such a movie fan. And we'll wrap it up with Bad Plan Bro. Police in Canada say a man there suffered serious injuries to his hand because he decided it was a good idea to pour gunpowder directly into an open flame, Big J. Ooh, that's not. That's a bad idea. The incident happened Wednesday and police investigated after they got reports of an explosion in somebody's backyard. They learned that a group of men were hanging around a fire and decided to pour gunpowder into the open flame to see what the reaction would be. Spoiler alert, it didn't go well. The fire ran up the pouring gunpowder into the medical metal container in which it was being held and then it exploded in his hands, you see? Metal shards from the explosion ended up severely lacerating the man's hand who was holding the container. Police say he was taken to a hospital, later released. Police believe the men were drinking a bunch of alcohol, and that contributed to the incident. No charges are being considered because nobody else is being hurt. But here's another reminder, Big J. Don't pour gunpowder into an open flame in case anybody needed it. I mean, you'd think somebody who has gunpowder would know that. I know. I know. But listen, beer and alcohol can make us do some stupid stuff. Just in case you're curious. So. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines with a bunch of safety alerts attached. Architects, animals here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And listen, man, it's a different time. We haven't had one of these in the Treasure Valley for a couple of years, but uh, there's a reason for that. And now they may be changing as well, right? Yeah, uh, and that'd be Hooters, Nick. Now, uh, the pandemic obviously has uh, done uh, you know some, some major damage to a lot of chain restaurants. Uh, Hooters is no different, but let's be honest, a lot of the the, the changing waves of, uh, I guess, just values and common sense, uh, you know, the whole Hooters setup, a little outdated, Nick. Yeah, treating women like objects seems to be a little bit more of a uh, faux pas these days than it was even three years ago. It, well, and it is, you know, you stated it, it's probably for good reason. Right. Uh, and, and now we've, we've come to our senses and realized that was pretty dumb on our parts. Uh, but uh, they're not giving up necessarily. And so what they're going to decided to do is uh, kind of create some, some, uh, some restaurants and, and move in a different direction, but stick with the theme of wings, Nick. And, uh, you know, there were times... Uh, 
gosh, I know we spent a good amount of time there at the Hooters mm-hmm. uh, Monday Night Footballs mm-hmm. and Super Bowl parties. And, yep. Uh, boy, I've done some wing contests there. Yep, that's right. And so uh, they've decided to change it and call it uh, Hoots Wings. All right. So they're going to start opening some Hoots Wings uh, restaurants, and they're going to be a little bit smaller than your typical Hooters, but offer up uh, all the deliciousness that Hooters had to, to Now, deliver. are they changing anything else, or is it going to be, like, I mean, are they going to have the, the ladies running around in the tight you know, shorts and the the tight tops as well. I, I, that part, I don't. I don't think that that's going to remain right, the same because it sounds like they're trying to get away yeah. from it. Which uh, the the chain probably not for everybody though, especially anyone who wants to eat wisely. Some items in the classic Hooters uh, appetizer menu contain over a thousand calories, so look out. Uh, listen, nobody's going to Hooters to eat healthy. That, that much we know. Uh, but the other flip side to that is uh, you have some beef with Hooters as well with just their wings, right? Well, I mean, it, it, sometimes. I mean, I didn't really appreciate the entire wing that they would offer up and that was very rare i mean nobody else is doing that you know usually they you you get presented to you the split wing where you've got the drumstick and the flat uh of the wing and then they give you the tip for some reason there's nothing on the tip okay just the tip and it's like it's there's too much work wings are already working out for some people and they decided we don't need those we need boneless things uh so yeah every now and then could be getting i love the the sauces but also the other items in the menu weren't bad either like the food at hooters wasn't bad to yeah me, anyways. I, I was telling you that I, I i would always like last whenever i would go to hooters it would be i would do drumsticks only that was just the way that i, I didn't ba- even know that was an option oh they, it's right on the menu baby i don't read uh that's true and it's uh it was one of those things that i do because i also agree with you it was just it was just a mess to have the full wing and uh just a bunch <laughs> of work i didn't want to put in yeah you could use that thing as a weapon it was big. Yeah, that was the other part of it. They were they were pretty big wings too that you would get. But yes, uh, always funny to me that that the, where the Hooters once stood, now the polar opposite exists. While it's still chicken, it's just a different type of chicken. Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. That is now where a Hooters once stood there, right at Milwaukee and what is it, Franklin, right? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it is certainly one of those deals where I'm not sure it's totally missed, but I'll be interested to see how these do. I mean, how will Hooters do if it relies just on the food? Because uh, it hasn't for a while, so we'll see. Morning after with Nick and Big J, but probably not here in the Treasure Valley. We got yourself some bad impressions. Those are next on the X Rocks. Morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And we're going to share the love here, music love that is. Uh, the band Royal Blood. It's a twosome, Nick, and uh, they got a new album coming out this Friday called Typhoons. We'll hook you up with that for free here if you can figure out bad impressions. Let me give you a phone number, 208-287-1003. Call us anytime you want, man. You can also text us at that number, but this line is for numbers that want to call and play a little game called Bad Impressions right now, and Bad Impressions works like this. Big J's got three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, and music is coming your way from us. Hello, The X. How's it going? Good morning, man. Pretty good. How are you? Good, good. Excellent. What's your name? Darren. All right, Darren, you're up first. Good luck. I've been in movies like High Fidelity and The Jackal. (laughs) Nick, I forgot to to write clues. We were talking. I'm telling you. I could tell. All right, second clue. (laughs) And I love that that's the second movie you go to. I'll explain another time. Uh, Second clue. Myself and Kyle Gass make up Tenacious D. Oh. Oh, man, I'm going to hang up on you. I'm just no, kidding. no, I, I know who it is. I would never, I would never do that. Yeah, oh, thank you. Thank God. Yeah, thank you God. saved Big J as well. He would have to pull a third clue out of his butt. I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> And so congratulations, man. Hang on one second. Uh, we'll get you that Royal Blood CD. Uh, I won't even ask, very, but why is Jack Very Black unprofessional. In the news. Listen, if you're not following Jack Black on social media, in particular on TikTok, you are living your life wrong. It's just all there is to it. And, you know, here in the last couple months, he's he's put small snippets of him doing some, you know, uh, uh, pretty much him being all the characters from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Nick. <laughs> yeah. And uh, as uh, the, Winter and, or the Winter Soldier here wrapped up, Falcon and the Winter Soldier wrapped up, uh, he debuted the whole scene of him uh, being, for the most part, Captain America. And... And it's 
hilarious. You should definitely watch it. Uh, posted it on the Morning After Facebook page, so go check it out. But but he is so much fun to watch, not just because of the music connection that we have with him, that we're huge fans of Tenacious D around here. Uh, it's just, you know, this this guy is, is living right because he just goes out there and lets it all hang. He has fun. I mean, you know, the videos he put together, for no reason other than him just goofing around having a good time. Sometimes he's got his kids in it, sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, there's some production value in it. He's got a videographer guy. Uh, and they're just clearly having a good time and just trying to have some fun. And so I don't know how you could be on this earth and not enjoy Jack Black in some way, shape, or form. And so uh, he also went viral a little bit last week because people uh, picked out a scene from School of Rock, which is a criminally underrated movie as yeah. well. Which is really, really cool to know that that still has a little bit of an impact today. So uh, it's nice and it's fun and it's also funny. And it's every once in a while with everything going on, it's sometimes nice to just have a laugh. And it's really good for that. So... Why not? I don't have TikTok, but listen, he posted on all of the socials anywhere. So no matter where you are, if you're on Facebook or Twitter or uh, Instagram, just follow Jack Black. You'll pick up what he's throwing down, and it's good stuff for sure. Absolutely. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up this show here next on the x Rock. That is Seether. That is Bruised and Bloodied here on 100.3 The X Rocks in the morning after with Nick and Big J. That's going to do it for us to kick off this week. Thanks for hanging out with us. We got to cover my uh, complete inability to work with super glue a true embarrassment to my sex uh so that was covered in man up monday really really sad we also uh talked a little bit about karma today and how that can uh, bite you in the ass literally or shoot you in the ass sometimes so just be careful who you cross because you never know what could possibly happen and we also encouraged you to follow jack black on all social media so a pretty productive monday if we do say so ourselves big j that leaves you with the floor yeah i know i'm getting you for for christmas me yeah what uh, Stouffer's is combining lasagna with macaroni and cheese. Listen, this is this, this lasagna is, mac. This is ang- this makes me angry as an Italian and as somebody that uh, has done this stuff before. It's just it's just an abomination. I'm gonna put it in my freezer because it's only for a special time, a special edition, limited time, <laughs> special occasion frozen dinner. It might be frozen, you know, freezer burn on it, but <laughs> look for that. I cannot Merry believe. Christmas, I brother. know you love cheese. I cannot believe you don't have a problem with this. I mean, it's just, it's two very different it's cheese-centric dishes that do not belong together. Because lasagna the mashup we've all been waiting for. is about the sauce and the, the marinara that's involved in it and the way that the love that's put into the gravy. And then mac and cheese is just noodles and cheese together. Here's my problem. Uh, why haven't we had, like, lasagna burgers? You know, we've got mac and cheese burgers. Well, you got lasagna pie. You can have that. Yeah, but I want it on my burger. Okay, well, then make it, man. Okay. I mean, your wife now knows how to make lasagna. You have uh, actually championed her way to make it, so maybe throw it between a bun and see if it's anything. I think it might be. It's not really finger food. That's the problem with lasagna on a burger. Let's make a mess. Uh, Although neither is mac and cheese, and that hasn't stopped anybody before. So get ready, and it's frozen, so you know it's going to be delicious. (laughs) Next set of X-Rock brought to you by our friends at Keystone Light. They're giving away two Polaris Sportsman 578. TVs right here in the Treasure Valley. Look for the displays in your favorite place to get some Keystone Light. Text the keyword and you are entered to win and all good to go. Jason Drew is up next. We will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one. It's the X Rock.